Welcome to The Bookkeeper's Voice, an informative and entertaining podcast for bookkeepers who love small business. Each week, Amy Hook explores new ideas and shares real-life stories along with inspiring guests from both inside and outside the bookkeeping industry. Every episode will leave you with a fresh perspective along with industry-specific tips and insights to help your business and your clients' businesses thrive. Good morning. Hello. Happy Friday. Um, today I'm going to chat to you about the Account Tech live convention, well, exhibition, I don't know what you want to call it, the thing that I went to this week. Um, I was very much looking forward to it and I don't think that um, my expectations were higher than they were and that they were disappointed or anything like that. But um, yeah, I, I do have mixed feelings about account tech as a whole. Um, and some of the things were things that I did expect and some of the things were things that I didn't expect. And so today I'm going to do a quick review and share with you um, some of the things that I loved, some of the things that I hated, uh, what I felt that could be done better and the and some things that, um, I, that made me grow as a person through, you know, through my experience of going. Out of the three things that I loved, so the number one thing that I would have to say that I absolutely loved about going to account tech was being with my husband, William. So uh, you guys might know Will from the Facebook group. He is the guy with the same surname as me. <laughs> Actually, it's his surname. He gave it to me. And um, he posts in the group lots of helpful things about sort of technical stuff and the type of equipment that you might want in your office and things like that. So Anyway, for those of you who don't know, Will is my husband, he's my business partner, and he came to Account Tech with me for the two days. He got all spruced up in a nice shirt um, and, you know, work pants and stuff like that, which is cool. Like, we work from home. We're not, like, look, we don't sit around the house like slobs during the day. We make sure, you know, we, 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 dress, um, we dress up for work and that kind of thing. But it was just really nice to be out with my husband, you know, as professionals and as business partners. So, you know, like I've been to lots of bookkeeper things on my own, but he, it was nice. It's the first time he's ever come to a bookkeeper event with me and it was really cool. So look, William doesn't really love socialising, but, you know, he's good at it. I mean, he, you know, he's good at having conversations with people and that kind of thing. And so I said to him, you know, if you, I said, look, when we go out, I do want you to speak to people. Um, <laughs> um, you know, I didn't want him to just sort of be quiet and that kind of thing. But I, I said to him, you know, bookkeepers love talking about bookkeeping. So if you're not sure what to talk to someone about, just, you know, you talk about bookkeeping, then, <laughs> then you, you can have endless conversations. But the cool thing about William coming, coming with me was to see how much he's grown and how much he's learned about the industry. So he's just been absorbing it from me like a sponge. And so um, yeah, a couple of people made that comment, like, you know, that how cool it was for him to be there with me. And I was like, yes, I finally brainwashed him. <laughs> like, because I talk about the Savvy Bookkeeper so much. Like I talk about, well, I don't just talk about business stuff with him, but I talk to him about all of you guys. Like I talk to him about... Um, you know, I talk to him about my clients. I talk to him about our community. I talk to him about my experiences. I talk to him about our services. And, you know, I, I guess over the years, he's absorbed a lot 
from that. And also, obviously, he's, you know, had lots of conversations with me about the, the bookkeeping business side in, you know, dealing with the business owners. He's seen some of the, you know, the stuff that I've been through and everything. So he knows, like, you know, he doesn't know exactly what I know, but he knows a lot now. And because he does our... Um, you know, he does all our SEO now. So he's, you know, he's learning a lot about, you know, a lot more about the industry, doing lots of research and things like that as well. So he'll be discovering things that I don't even know. And so that was really cool. Like, so he even went out, um, he went out to lunch with one of the bookkeepers who we were hanging out with um, there. Melissa North caught up with us and she was there with her partner as well. And I had to do a couple of things and catch up with a few people. So I just said, well, you know, you guys just go out for lunch. So they went out for lunch together. And that was very, yeah, that was on the second day. And yeah, it was just cool. You know, we got our professional headshots done um, and yeah, we just kind of hung out. Sometimes we did things together. Sometimes he went off to listen to his own talks and things like that. Then sometimes he'd step in and be my cameraman and, you know, sort of like take some photos and things like that. So anyway, it was just really cool to be there. It was great. It was good that he drove. It was cool that he's like, he's sort of like the person who's willing to run back to the car if I forget my charger and stuff like that. So um, just all around, I just love being there with William and I would, you know, any other events that we go to, I'm just like really, it's just so cool to be able to go there with him together. Um, so that was it. So the second thing that I really, really loved about going to account tech was um, meeting Maya. So Maya is our client project coordinator and she started out as a web developer. She's still our web developer, but you know, we kind of had to give her a new job title because what she does is she delivers all of our client work, like not just websites now. So she does, she sets up all the um, practice ignition and Panda docs, like sets up all the pricing catalogs for the client. She does all the correspondence between the clients. She sends people their homework and their pre-work and make sure that they've got all the resources that they need and um, collect the things that she needs to do the setup. So um, Maya, I've never met Maya in real life. So Maya's been working with me since January and she's now my longest standing team member. Um, so we've, we've had a few new team members come and go and things like that. So Maya's been with me the longest um, so far um, of, of the current team, that is. And so, um, yeah, I've never met any of my staff in real life. So there's eight of us. Well, there's now seven of us on the team. Um, and so... Yeah, that was really fun because I was like, hey, do you want to come? And so she came along on the Tuesday. And so it was really nice to meet in person. It was quite funny. Just before we left, I said, you're exactly the same as you are on online. So it's funny, like when you see someone so often, like on Zoom meetings and things like that, it's so funny when you see them in person, but you kind of wonder, oh, are they going to seem the same as they do on the video calls? But so she was like exactly the same as what she is on the video calls, which is really cool. Um, you know, we chat to each other every day, um, talk on the phone and, you know, work together like quite closely. So, um, and she's working with all of our clients. So yeah, it was just really cool to catch up. I'm really cut that I forgot to get a photo together with her. I just wasn't as organized on the day as I would have hoped to have been. Um, so that was a bit annoying. I realized after we left that we didn't get a photo together. So that's, um, yeah, I guess that's a good excuse for another catch up. Um, so yes. Um, so meeting Maya, that was like the absolute highlight of my day. I haven't met any of my other staff in person, so I'm really looking forward to meeting them as well. And then, um, 
Yeah, my third highlight of the day was the free coffee. I reckon, I don't know, I reckon that's pretty good. So Account Tech do free coffee. They have two different coffee carts that are sponsored by, you know, whoever decides to purchase um, that package where they get their branding on the coffee cart. So that's the way that Account Tech works. What they do is they sell sponsorship packages. So, um, for example, I think you pay like $12,000 and you can get your... Um, logo on the coffee cart and the baristas wear your t-shirt and you kind of have a you know you have your branding on there and that kind of thing and so one of the coffee carts had a, a wheel and you could spin the wheel to try and win prizes and um, so I gave this thing like quite a few goes and I didn't win anything um, and I think because the guys felt sorry for me they, they gave me a drink bottle um, for free so that was nice and then Maya won a $500 voucher for like a company setup or something. So she said, do you want that? And I'll have the drink bottle. And I was like, yeah, cool. So I gave her the drink bottle. Um, not sure exactly what it is, but anyway, we'll get it emailed through, I guess. But the thing I really wanted to win was the, um, um, like the master tax guide and the, you know, the tax hand, tax handbook. The only reason I wanted to win it is because it was the only prize there that I thought, like was even anywhere close to relevant to what I actually do. And although I would probably never use it, um, I remember the tax, the tax text, I remember the ta um, having those textbooks when back when I was working in the accounting firm and also part of my degree, you know, they were required textbooks and I remember they were really expensive. So I thought, okay, I want to win these books because it's like really the only thing there. And what I could probably do is like maybe sell them on eBay and get a couple hundred bucks or maybe sell them to some accounting students. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm just being silly, but I just like, I wasn't really that excited about them, but I just sort of thought, well, it's sort of fun to get excited about something. So I thought, yes. So I kept going back to this, you know, this wheel, like I buy my coffee and then I'm like, yes, I get another spin and I'd spin the wheel. And every time it would land like one away from winning something. And I'm like, this is rigged. But anyway, Maya and William both won something. So William won the superannuation handbooks. And so I was like, okay. Um, I said to the guy, because I said, do we take these now or do you send them to us? He said, no, we send them to you. And I said, okay, well, if you accidentally post the tax guides, I won't be upset. So if, if we get the tax handbooks, that'll be handy. I'll probably just give them away to some accountants or someone who wants them. So all good. But anyway, I did love that. That was fun. <laughs> Completely random and, you know, like not really, you know, anything that's really, I would consider too necessary. I mean, I wouldn't just go to account tech for the free coffee and the spin of the wheel, but it really, it did make a highlight of my day. So yeah, so that's pretty much it. And so now I can go on to the things that I hated, um, probably the same things that you hated as well if you were there. And so the first one is really just like, it's salesy. Like account tech, it is, it does have a bit of a salesy feel to it. So what happens is, so you walk in and you're in this giant room um, and there's um, kind of like these stands everywhere and they're all in the middle of the room and each stand has its branding and then there's people standing at the stands and then all the way around the outside of the room are kind of like these little theatres that are set up with chairs and like slide screens at the start and, you know, chairs on the stage and stuff like that. So that's kind of what it looks like if you haven't been there. And, you know, they've got music going and they've got like a little screen where you can get your photo taken with people and stuff like that. And the reason I say that it was salesy is because the people standing at the stands are salespeople. So 
I mean, I guess when you think about it, it is a technology company. These are all like software companies mostly that are coming along to set up their stands. So it's like, well, who else are they going to send? You know, like they're not going to have the CEO at every single stand clearly, but at the same time, like the people who they send as representatives, they are salespeople. And so some sales, some people that I spoke to at the stands were, you know, quite nice and very easy to talk to. You know, you can start a conversation with them and when you want to walk away, you can actually leave the stand. But there were a few stands that I found where you go there and you kind of think, I wish I didn't start talking to this person. So just, you know, if you do go, um, just be really careful which stand you go to. Don't go to a stand unless you want to have a conversation because, yeah, I sort of felt like there were some salespeople who were really like, you know, like pinning us down and like doing this sales pitch. Like even though they knew we're not, like they determined at the start that we're not the right size or fit of clients. And so, yeah, so that's basically it. So a bit, bit salesy. Um, you know, and it wasn't just the stands, but also like probably quite a few of the talks, you know, of course they're there to sell products, but the, you know, I think that a lot of, um, you know, talks are really thinly, thin veils for, um, sales pitches and, you know, look, I understand they've got to sell their products, but it's like, okay, like the content can come across as very, Mm, yeah not really that meaningful if it's really just a secret sales pitch so yeah so that, that's kind of how I felt there um so that's the first thing that I hated the second thing that I hated is that I felt it was quite impersonal like I didn't really feel except for the table talks where I was leading a talk there wasn't really anywhere that was kind of had a community feel it was just very like uh, it's just very much felt like I'm in a giant exhibition room full of stands and salespeople. Like that's the feel that I got um, sort of around, you know, the theaters and things like that. You've sort of got people congregating there to, you know, come, um, come and listen to the talks and things like that. But it just felt to me, it felt very sort of disjointed. Like it didn't feel, there was no sort of central like anything, you know, there wasn't, there's not like one big central stage that is really apparent. Like even though the receipt bank stage was the main one, it's kind of like it's off on the side and it's not really, there's nothing that brings the whole room together. And so from that perspective, I felt that it is impersonal and no community. And you don't really know, like as you're looking around the room, you can't sort of go, oh, like that's the bookkeepers. You know, you just sort of like, yeah you know like you can't see oh where are the bookkeepers where are the accountants yeah there was, there's no real thing there in the middle they had a lounge so obviously people who already know each other can catch up there um I probably maybe I should have organized something myself um in there so I did on the second day I organized um you know that for to catch up with a couple of people but just in that little area but I think yeah like in the future I would think you know something that kind of brings a bit of a sense of community and make it not just feel like an empty hall full of um, salespeople and <laughs> stands. Of course, like if you already know a lot of people there, then it's probably fine. But, you know, I guess I'm thinking of people who go and they don't know anybody, you know, they probably, I don't know, probably just felt a little bit kind of, you know, like I'm here by myself and I'm just walking around by myself. So, yeah. So that's kind of the feel that I got there. 
The third thing that I hated was like some negative experiences that I had with some of the people that I would consider leaders in our community. So as I said at the start, I'm not going to name anybody's names, but I had um, a couple of experiences that made me feel very uncomfortable. And one of those experiences is actually the reason why I'm not playing the recordings um, that I made for the podcast because, yeah, I don't really know how to say this, but the behaviour of one of these people was actually highly inappropriate. I felt that this person made inappropriate comments, like maybe they were just trying to be funny and I know I'm already trying to make excuses for them, but this person said and did some things that made me feel like very uncomfortable and then, but then I... I don't know. I was very hard on myself afterwards because I didn't speak up. I didn't stand up for myself. I didn't say anything and I kind of laughed it off. But so I have the whole thing recorded on video and I'm just like, I don't want to play this because even though I'd love for people to see like how this person actually spoke and like be acted towards me. But at the same time, like, I feel ashamed. Like, I, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just, it wasn't a good experience. And so it just, it makes me really sad because I just think, oh gosh, like we deserve better than this. Like we, you know, as a community, like the people who are supposed to be leading us and the people who are supposed to be role models, like we deserve better. So anyway, that was my, that was the third thing that I hated. I really hated that. I hated it. It was just yuck. So um, you know, it left me away with a sour taste in my mouth. And that's nothing to do with Accountech. That's like completely, that's not a review of Accountech, you know. I mean, obviously they invite the guests and stuff like that. Or, I mean, they just sell their packages, their sponsorship packages and then whoever comes. But I just think, man, like, yeah. So three things that I think could be done better, like by Accountech and their organisers is like the first one's obvious, more stuff for bookkeepers. Like, look, I hate to break it to people, but, you know, bookkeepers get tacked on to the end of accountants all the time. Like they, someone's marketing some kind of thing to accountants and they add and bookkeepers on the end because a lot of people think that bookkeepers and accountants are similar. And yes, like it's all accounting, but you've got very different types of businesses, very different business models. And you've got, um, yeah, like you've got different, very different personalities, very different outlooks. Um, you've got diff different types of relationships with clients. Like bookkeepers are not accountants. I like, okay, like we all do accounting, but bookkeepers and accountants are very different. Like, yeah, just, it's so different. And I think that there needs to be more that's dedicated just for bookkeepers. Um, so rather than just, you know, hey, bookkeepers come along and listen to this thing for accountants, it's probably going to be relevant to, uh, no, it's not going to be relevant. So um, yes, we use some of the same softwares, but we use them in a different way. I just think, you know, okay, we need to start recognising that bookkeepers and accountants are different. Um, they're entirely different, um, yeah, different demographics, different psychographics, different, you know, like, as someone mentioned, you know, we work from home. A lot of bookkeepers work from home. Most accountants or a lot of accountants work from offices. And, like, there's just so many differences that I can't really even, you know, begin to list them. But I think there could be more for bookkeepers. I think that it could be more personalised for bookkeepers. But at the end of the day, 
it's a software conference and accounting software. It's not a conference. It's um, an exhibition. So it's a place for software companies to show their stuff, showcase their work. So that's fine. I understand that. Um, the other thing that could be done better, and this is quite a simple fix, I guess, but it just needs to be in a smaller room. The room is very big and not all of the space was used. Like there's kind of a few spots where there's empty spaces, but I felt that the, like it was, the room is unnecessarily large. It doesn't really feel very, like there's no intimate feeling about it. This ties back into what I said before that I hated. Like it just contributes to that impersonal feel of the room. It's just kind of this huge bright room and yeah, just kind of, I don't know, to me it's sort of like too big and too open and, you know, just makes it feel a little bit like, yeah, I don't know. So I think it, like a smaller room would probably be better. Like, but obviously the bigger they can make it, the more money that they can make. So, you know, the bigger the room, the more um, stands you can offer and things like that. And yeah, I just felt like, you know, doesn't need to, the room doesn't need to be that big. And also it kind of really highlighted that there weren't that many people there. So I don't know how many people actually attended, but it felt like a very sparse crowd like the whole time. So the first morning, the Tuesday morning, there was a couple of packed out, you know, um, talks like they were like flowing out. So there was a few, yeah, on the Tuesday, there were a few times where there was like people standing because all the chairs were taken, but you didn't see that on the second day. There was a lot of empty chairs on the second day. And so, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like, yeah, they could have done that better. Um, smaller room, like give more, you know, have the people a bit closer to each other. Obviously, you don't want it to be crowded, but I just feel, I don't know, maybe they overestimate how many people are going to be there. But it, you'd think the room that size is for like quite a big crowd. So, yeah, that's just my thought, smaller room. And the other thing was the sound and the noise. So all of the theatres are right next to each other. And so we were doing the table talks like in between two different theatres. There's no roof on the top. There's no sound barrier. So it does get quite noisy there. So if you've got people talking at the tables, then it's, it's a little bit difficult to hear um, what the other people are saying. You've got to talk quite loud. Um, and so I felt like the noise probably could have been handled a little bit better. They had like a bit of music pumping. Someone said like they're trying to be zero con by putting, um, you know, the music pumping out there. Um, yeah, which is fine. Put music on to create a little bit of atmosphere, but I sort of, yeah, I don't know. I don't have a problem with the background noise. Like once I got inside, you know, you just totally get used to it. But when you're trying to listen and try and concentrate on something like the noise is a little bit, you know, a little bit unnecessary. So they probably could do that a little bit, a little bit better. So they're kind of logistical things I think could be improved. And I'm sure like no one from account tech would ever listen to my podcast. So they're probably not taking this as feedback. It's more for you guys to know whether you're going to, um, you know, bother to invest two days of your life in this, um, you know, attending this event or whether you would fly into state for it, um, for example. So I'm going to end up on something a little bit more positive. Three things that made me grow. Um, the first one that made me grow was just going there. So I guess most of you probably know now that I'm a mum. I've got two little kids. I've got a four-year-old and a um, two-in-January-year-old. Um, and um, they both go to childcare, so they're not home with me during the day. But 
you know, being a young mum and, you know, being, yeah, like, you know, obviously being pregnant for, you know, 18 months of, you know, the last five years and then, you know, not sleeping and, you know, recovering from having babies and stuff like that. I haven't really felt like going out to conferences. So people always ask me, oh, are you going to ZeroCon? Are you going to the Roadshow? Are you going to this conference or whatever? And I'm like, nah, uh, not yet. I'm not ready. I Maybe next year I'll start going to things, but I really wanted to get out and about. I would go to coffee clubs um, and, you know, different little small meetings, but even them I haven't been to for a while. Like since I had my second baby, I was fine after the first one, but after the second one, I just, oh man, like I was so tired and, you know, just not feeling confident about myself. Like I kind of lost my confidence. I think, you know, during my pregnancies, I didn't drive. Um, so I sort of lost my confidence even driving my car and then, you know, like obviously like putting on weight when you're pregnant and stuff like that, like just everything felt like not good you know my like I hurt my back when I was pregnant I had back pain stuff like that so you know obviously you don't want to hear about all of my medical problems or anything like that but for me I sort of felt like I'm not ready like I'd love to be out and about meet bookkeepers in real life um, I've met a lot of people online I do know bookkeepers in real, real life like obviously I've been to the smaller settings so there's quite a few bookkeepers that I do know in person but to get out to the bigger events I just thought no nah, I'm not ready so that was one thing that made me grow because last week I thought to myself, you know what? Like, I don't really care about account tech, but you know, why not? Like, it's just an excuse to get out and it's a good one to practice on because it's not too serious. I knew it's not as full on as ZeroCon and it's free. So I don't really care at the end of the day, like how good it is or whatever. I just sort of wanted an excuse to get out um, and sort of like practice <laughs> going out places again so that was really good I felt that that was a huge step forward for me and I feel that yeah like I'm ready to get out there and you know start to you know do more things in person again I used to lead bookkeeper groups um monthly groups and things like that gosh I haven't done that for ages I did that after my first son was born but after the second son I was like I can't do this anymore so so the, the, the second thing that made me grow as a person was the table talk that I did cracking down on unbillable time. So like that was just a huge privilege to be able to do that. Like I love the fact that I, so I put my hand up. No, I, sorry. I decided to go to account tech and then on the morning of account tech, I was like, oh, I said to William, actually, I did actually say to him, like, do you think we should go? Because it sort of seems like two days seems like a bit of a, you know, like we could be working on other things during those days. Do you think it's, you know, we should wait till the new year to focus on this? And I sort of tried to chicken out and someone had con um, contacted me. No, sorry, that was the day before. And then someone contacted me that day and said, can you fill in for me? Because I've taken on too many things. And so she said, can you speak on the um, QuickBooks table talk on pricing? And I was like, yeah, of course I can. And then I found out the topic is cracking down on unbillable time. So I thought, okay, this is awesome because I don't even need to prepare. So I can just rock up. That's a cool thing. Like once you sort of get used to teaching on a specific topic, you get better and better at it and you don't need your notes anymore. Whereas when I first started out, like doing any kind of teaching, whether it was a webinar or anything like that, 
I'd have to write down word for word what I was going to say and I'd be so nervous. And then I started to realize like, hey, I actually know what I'm talking about and I don't need to really prepare. So, and because it was a discussion group type setting, I thought, well, yeah, this, this is the perfect way to start because it's not a presentation. I don't need to make slides. I don't need to stand up in front of people. I don't have to impress anybody really. I just have to facilitate a discussion. And so, yeah, when I found out I had the opportunity to do that, I was like, yes, definitely. And I was, yeah, I was very excited about that. And so, um, did have a bit of a funny situation. Like when I first started leading the table talk, um, I was sitting there with the group before we started and they all knew I was leading the group and we'd been having a bit of a chat. And then just as we're about to start, this guy comes over and he's all like, um, yeah, like sort of very obvious. And he sat down in the chair and he said, g'day everyone, I'm Steve Martin. And I thought like, I thought he was trying to be funny. And so I was like, oh, okay. And then I thought, oh, this will, this will be an interesting person like because you know sometimes you get someone who's like a bit out there or they're always cracking jokes so I thought maybe that's what he was doing and then he said um all right well we've only got 45 minutes so um let's start off by going around the table and everyone introduce themselves and I'm like what and everyone looked at me everyone's turned to look at me and so he said to me oh do you want to start and I said well I'm, I'm leading the table and he said I'm leading the table and I said right okay that's that's funny and so we worked, we had to work out okay he said what what table is this and I said cracking down on unbillable time and he goes yeah that's the one I'm leading and I'm like oh that's so weird I'm yeah I mean they organized it with me yesterday and he said oh I just got a call 15 minutes ago on saying they still hadn't found somebody and I was like okay well yeah they did organize it and he said I said well I mean we could lead the table together and he said no 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 you go ahead and you take it and I said well you know obviously feel free to stay feel free to you know contribute to the discussion so that was good I was glad that he didn't mind me going ahead and you know leading the talks so that was that was quite funny but um and then I told that story at the start of the other groups just to kind of you know break the ice kind of thing so that was quite funny but um yeah so leading the table talk was really good I wouldn't be able to do it justice um, to talk about it now. So what I'll do is I'll do another episode on that where I'm going to go through all of the awesome things that I learned. Um, you know, even though I was leading it and I did share some examples from my business or the things that I'm doing with bookkeepers, I really, you know, um, yeah, got the table talking about how they do it or what their issues are and, you know, what, what, what's actually causing unbillable time and things like that. So I think that would justify a full episode. <laughs> I'll do that um, maybe next week. Um, yeah, next week might be good. So that was good. Um, and then, yeah, so leading that talk, just, you know, that made me grow because it's sort of a stepping stone out there to, you know, being able to, um, yeah, you know, start getting out there and, and doing some in-person leading again. And um, I'd love to start up my in-person groups again. So, we, you know, I used to run the groups and, and that kind of thing back when we were called Create, Build, Love, Create, Build and Love Your Business. Um, that's what I used to be called before I was called the Savvy Keeper. So anyway, that's something that I'd love to do, but it's just, I feel it's taken me a step towards that now even though it was a little step. So, and it was, a, yeah, really cool privilege to be able to do that. So that was fun. So the third thing that made me grow is the feedback that I got on the post in the Facebook group when I posted that I had mixed feelings about Account Tech. 
um, you know, I did mention that, you know, off the back of the post that I did the other day saying that I hadn't had a great experience with some of the other leaders in the industry. Um, you know, I, I just said, look, you know, I went to account tech and it was okay, but I have mixed feelings about it and I want to share that. And it was really encouraging for me to hear the feedback that I got from the rest of the people in the group. So I'm just going to actually find the post in case you haven't seen it. So I just said, well, I have mixed feelings about my two days at Account Tech. Definitely no, I wouldn't bother going again. Mm. I enjoyed my table talks, met some lovely bookkeepers and learned a lot. So I will share some of my key learnings on the podcast this Friday. Well, that's today. And no, I'm not sharing my key learnings from the table talks, but I'm sharing my key learnings from the um at conference as a whole so I will give you the key learnings next week and then I said to be truthful I've come away with mixed feelings about a few things off the back of my long post last week I'm left with extreme discouragement about our industry leaders can't go into detail now but honestly I think as a community we deserve better than some poor attitudes and behavior that I've seen from senior people just got to figure out the best way to say this without lowering myself to their level but being truthful about what I'm experiencing sigh need wisdom but first need sleep <laughs> and so I wanted to share this because some of the um the comments that I got back were just from people saying that they're really wanting to hear my perspective like basically what I got from this and the reason this made me grow is because I have not grown up as someone who has had their opinions valued and that's part of the reason why this is the bookkeeper's voice because I want my voice to be heard and I know I have good things to say and I know that I have a different perspective to a lot of people and I do think that my perspective is valuable and I do like to be able to say it without being interrupted or being told to shut up or, you know, whatever. And so, <laughs> um, you know, to, so to be able to hear that, like, okay, so Lauren actually said, I'm really keen to hear your perspective too, Amy. I'll keep an eye out, an ear out for the podcast. I'm really curious to hear about what you're seeing in our industry that you're so disappointed about. I think you have good judgment personally and I'd value your insight, especially on the subject of leadership. Like, thank you, Lauren. Like I'm sending you a big hug and kiss right now. Um, because for me, you know, being someone who has not been valued in the past and has not had my voice heard, like to me, that is a huge compliment because, you know, I would love to be somebody who um, people consider to have good judgment and to have valuable insight on a subject that I'm very passionate about, which is leadership. And for people to, you know, reinforce the fact um, that they do want to hear what I have to say on the topic and, you know, to, and to also, I feel, you know, through this post, I could see that people know that I'm not just being a bitch. I'm not trying to be negative. I'm not trying to be rude or complaining or cause any kind of division. But for me, I want to be able to, yeah, you know, talk about some of this stuff. So I don't know, for me, that really made me grow as a person because yeah, just to get that feedback, you know, after my last couple of posts in the Facebook group, I've, you know, I, I, like I did feel a bit insecure, you know, after I posted it, I thought, oh, was I over emotional? Did I share too much? And I, you know, I, you know, I did worry that, you know, like I'd given away too much information and, you know, I, like I don't want to make people feel sorry for me, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm holding all of this inside me and I have nobody to talk to about this. You know, I've told my husband, obviously, and I, you know, I do talk to our marketing manager, but there's nobody else 
who's actually in our industry, like another bookkeeper, a colleague, you know, that I feel that I can talk to um, about some of these issues. And, you know, part of the reason would be like, I don't know who to trust. Um, you know, being someone who's relatively new in the industry, like even though I've been bookkeeping for over 20 years, I've only been part of the bookkeeping community for about five years because prior to that, I didn't know there was a community. Like I was just a bookkeeper on my own. And so I don't have, you know, some of these really long-term relationships that other people have. And so I don't know who knows who or who's friends with who. And so if I want to open up and say, hey, like I need to talk, you know, I, I guess I would feel you know, nervous about that because I don't know, like they, that information that I would consider personal might go back to someone else. And I just, sometimes you just need to talk about those things to someone who's in the industry who understands. So for me, I'm feeling, you know, like I'm not a high level leader or anything like that, but I am a community leader and I do lead, you know, I do lead people. Um, I guess the requirement to be considered a leader is that you have followers. So I do have followers. So therefore I'm a leader and, um, uh, fantastic followers I must say I really really love you guys because you know since I did this post in the group I think like I got a lot of feedback a lot of encouragement a lot of people just giving me their um, perception on me because you know I mean it's hard for us to see ourselves exactly the way that we are and how we come across so it's really good to get that feedback from other people but to also see that people do really care like they care that I'm struggling and I don't have to be positive and encouraging all the time and I don't have to be strong all the time and I don't have to you know know all the answers and so I kind of thought well I'm going to post this in the group like even though it's not positive and even though it's me struggling it's like well you know I'm just going to share it because I do trust you guys like I've you know to a to a level like I you know I, I don't feel that I could say this person did this and this is what I'm going through but I feel that I trust you guys on a level where I can actually be open and go, Hey, like sometimes I feel like I want to quit. Sometimes I feel like, you know, not because I don't think I can do the job, but just because of some of the, you know, dynamics and the politics and, you know, some of the challenges that I come across um, running the business, I just sometimes feel like, would it be easier to be an employee and not have to worry about all the responsibility, but it's like, well, no, because yeah, like that's, that's what it's all about. You know, I don't think, yeah, I couldn't work for somebody else. And so you just got to find a way to make it work. It's like, this is what I'm here for. I do feel that this, that I'm connected to my life purpose. You know, I'm still seeking specific direction in how that's going to play out, of course, but yeah, you know, I feel like I'm in the right place. I just don't know if I'm on the right trajectory within that place kind of thing. So, um, you know, and again, you know, I'm trying to build my own support network and it's like, it's quite hard when you're starting from scratch. So, um, yeah. So I thought, well, you know what, like, I don't feel that I can trust the leaders in our community, but you know, I can trust you guys and I can open up. I mean, gosh, I tell you so much about my business that many people wouldn't share about their business. Like, you know, I share my stuff up. So I share the things I did well. I share my resources. I'm just like, ah, well, like, you know, what have I got to lose kind of thing? And so, yeah, so that's it. So basically, you know, that's, I've grown as a person. There were things about account tech that I love, things that I hated, things that I think they could do better. Overall, the big question is, would I go again? And do I recommend it to bookkeepers? I would say overall, no, I would not go again. 
like even if they made some of those changes that I shared, I probably wouldn't go again. Um, yeah, well, yeah, no. Nah. So I don't think I would go again. And do I recommend it for bookkeepers? Not really. I think there's a lot of better stuff out there that you could do. If you're going to fly into state or if you're going to take two days off work, like even though it's a free thing, I, I don't really recommend it. I think that a lot would have to change for it to be worthwhile. And, you know, I mean, being a free convention, a free exhibition, you know, there is a saying that if there's no, um, you know, if there's no ticket price, like you are the product kind of thing. So um, I have been on the sales end of their process, which is so last year I was considering doing the coffee cart um, for Savvy and having Savvy along there. And I know for a fact, like, I mean, they halved the price because it was, they couldn't, they hadn't sold their last couple of stalls. But I know like they're really expensive. Like I think they halved it. It was going to be 5,000 instead of 10 or maybe originally 12. So one of the selling points for them was, hey, like there's going to be 800 bookkeepers and accountants coming through the door and, you know, this many are going to buy coffee and you can scan their badges and get their email addresses. And I was thinking, what? Take people's email addresses without opting in? Like, isn't that illegal? <laughs> um, and then... Yeah, and they're like, oh, yeah, but, you know, don't worry about it, which I felt was a little bit unethical, actually. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, the selling point for me was, like, there are going to be this many accountants there and bookkeepers there and that this is this is why you should pay us, you know, the $5,000. And so, like, the big stage is, like, $30,000 each. I think the small booths are, like, 10 and the bigger ones, like, 15 or you know, maybe 20 or something like that. I don't know. It's very expensive to go. So it's not really suitable for a small business to go set up a stand. Like I thought, I'm not going to pay $5,000 to get a, um, what do you call it? <laughs> I'm not going to pay $5,000 to get a couple of email addresses. Like it's got to be worth something else. So what else would you go there for? Well, you go there for CPE. Now I did receive some good feedback on some of the talks. Um, I've got, quite a few notes from the talks that Maya went to. She took um, a whole heap of notes. So we're going to put them together in some blog posts. It was quite interesting. But in terms of CPE, like we, I mean, you can self-assess. So they promoted the day as eight CPD or CPE points per day. I would be a little bit sceptical about whether maybe 50% of those talks could have been considered as CPE. So I definitely think the table talks would have counted. There was a couple of specific talks on, you know, MyGov IDs and that kind of thing that could be counted. Then there's like other things in there like, um, yeah, I mean, I guess there's things where you're balancing on the edge where, okay, like learning about advisories at CPE, maybe, maybe not. Um, they've got ones about like getting your processes down for offshoring. Mm, that's like, I mean, that's related to your business, but is it related to delivering your BAS agent service? I don't really necessarily think so, but obviously, you know, you are allowed to self-assess those things. I would be yeah, I'd be very hesitant to say, yes, you will get 16 hours of CPD from that, that day. Like you would have to attend like sessions all day. Like you wouldn't have any breaks in between sessions or anything like that. So I'd be very skeptical that, that you're actually getting that much CPE um, to put down on your register. So um, yeah, so that's my overall recommendation. Don't waste your time. 
Um, you know, unless you're going to Melbourne for other reasons and you've got a whole bunch of people you want to catch up with, um, you know, if you want to just go and network with other bookkeepers, you know, organize something ahead of time, don't expect to get all your CPA that they're promoting to tell you again. And, you know, I guess, yeah, it's a free thing. It's a free event. So if you're happy to just kind of, you know, have two days off work, you know, go check it out. But I would probably say you wouldn't go two years in a row, <laughs> maybe. So anyway, hopefully that's been helpful. I mean, obviously you can't apply this knowledge until next year. So, but hopefully you'll remember what I've said. Maybe I can give it a boost next year. And um, yeah, by all means go. But if you, you know, if you, if you'd rather invest your time and you know whatnot in something else, then I wouldn't feel bad for not going. You, I can't say that you would feel that you've missed out on anything. So anyway, hopefully that's been helpful and I'll catch you guys next week. Have a great weekend. Goodbye. See ya. Thank you for listening to The Bookkeeper's Voice. We'll be back next week, so subscribe to future episode notifications. Do you want to be more efficient? Get instant access to our free template of the month. Visit thesavvybookkeeper.com.au slash freebie. Would you love to connect with other savvy bookkeepers to get support and ideas? Join the Savvy Bookkeeper Facebook group. Do you need help with pricing, marketing, web design or business planning? Visit thesavvybookkeeper.com.au to see our services. Until next time, stay savvy.